a special guest here, uh, of course, that is that would be uh, Joe Rocky from the Allegheny County Executives Race, and um, so uh, Joe, he's going Joe's going to be here with uh, with us for the for the next hour. Uh, Joe, I guess we could start with how is your campaign going, and what have you found so far on the trail? Well, Paul, let me start by thanking you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to come and and talk to your audience about where we are and. The progress we're making, and, and we are making real progress. We have received uh, great welcoming around the county uh, from all the places we go. Uh, there are people who are starting to really understand what the differences are that are being offered by my opponent and myself. Uh, the far left uh, options that uh, Sarah is offering versus centrist view of how to move the county forward at really a generational point. Uh, because, you know, I, I talk to people about that. This election is about jobs, jobs, and jobs. And, uh, you know, as you look at where we are with the onshoring that is coming towards the United States and the opportunity through the CHIP Act and other things for uh, industry to reignite in the United States, and sadly, Allegheny County is not participating in that, and we really need to be in front of and selling our county. And I think people realize that if you don't win those jobs now, over the next couple of years, once the decisions are made to put plants in Maryland or to put you know, plants in Ohio or other places, you've lost 30 years of employment that could be in those plants making critical components of our supply chain uh, across the United States. And so uh, I'm getting great reception. Uh, by the way, we've also talked about our public safety plan that we rolled out a, a week or so ago, um, and that is getting uh, great attention as well in terms of people acknowledging that public safety is a real issue for Allegheny County, and it needs to be addressed. Well, those are the things that we're going to talk about over the next hour, obviously, with Joe. Um, he's here, and of course, uh, he's got his message and what he's been trying to uh, to uh, give to the people out there as he goes through this campaign so here we go it's it's uh we've got joe rocky who's running for county exec he's a republican on the ticket and joe uh i guess we can start with the news of the day the warden of the jail has resigned and of course he's been under a lot of fire uh for a lot of reasons one of them uh is especially like what is it 20 or 21 people have died over the last what two years or whatever it's been um he's been a very controversial figure it's interesting though as i said the people that are in the politicians and some of the community activists are far more concerned about the jail than most people I talk to out on the, on, you know, when I, I meet a lot of different people, but my point is, um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And, you know, is it, is it an important thing moving forward that, uh, you, you, you appoint the right person? What, what kind of person would you, if you won, what kind of person would you look to appoint? You know, that all those are going to be questions you're going to have to answer now. Yeah. So, uh, when we came out with our public safety plan, one of the items was to fix the County jail and the County jail is clearly broken. Uh, you don't have uh, 20 individuals pass away in 30 months and, you know, say that everything is working well there. Uh, but it's beyond the the deaths, uh, you know, the staffing of the corrections officers and the health uh, support that is in the jail are dramatically below what is budgeted. Uh, and the morale of both of those groups is dramatically below what would be acceptable in any business uh, around, around the country. And so what we really need to do is we need to go in and get our arms around the fundamental issues that are causing us not to be able to have the right staffing, 
not to be able to take care of the, of the inmates in an appropriate and compassionate manner, but that requires you to have the right people uh, to provide the health care. The most recent individual who passed away uh, has actually been waiting for a mental health bed since January. And so, you know, it's beyond the jail even where we've got to get the state engaged and making sure they have the capacity to provide the mental health resources for individuals who are at the jail who, quite frankly, shouldn't even be at the jail. They should be in a mental health facility. Uh, you know, when that situation happened with the last man passing, it was publicly said that there are 30 individuals currently in the jail that are waiting for a mental health bed. And that's just unacceptable. And we need a champion uh, to stand up for them. We need to argue and, and lead into Harrisburg with an aggressive tone that gets us the resources we need to support the people who are there. But we have to address the jail at the top. And, you know, uh, the warden uh, re resigning makes it easy for the next county executive because it is now time to get the right person in to lead the jail as we go forward. Is is it also incumbent upon whoever the county exec is to work with the DA to try and get more of these cases, you know, just to try and increase the efficiency with which so many of these cases, I mean, a lot of these people are sitting in jail for two or three months waiting for a trial, waiting for their, you know what I mean? Is is, is that something you would do working with a DA to try and, and sort of grease the wheels of our justice system in this county? Because it seems like there's an incredible backlog of of, of, of court cases and, and, thing, and, and, and a lot of it's hung up on some of these like more minor and petty and whatever. I mean, is that something you, you view as a problem as well? Yeah, I do view it as a problem. I, I mean, I think the first thing you have to do, uh, Paul, is you have to acknowledge that there is a process to investigate a criminal activity that has occurred. So you can't shorten that process to make sure both the the defense has an opportunity to prepare and defend the individual who has been, you know, uh, convicted, not convicted, but uh you know, uh, arrested for yeah. a particular item. And of course you need to have the police and the, and the folks around the DA's office be able to do their work. That said, the pandemic is over and, and we need to clean up the backlogs in all aspects of county activity uh, and quit, quit accepting the timelines that existed during a pandemic, which was a once in a lifetime, hopefully situation and get us back to where we run efficient uh, government, including the, the criminal process and, and move criminal justice through in a timely, effective manner. Yeah, that's the that's the key to me. I mean, it seems to me like we've got people that are just sort of wasting away in, 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 in you know, in the prison, um, in the jail. And it, it feels like we need to get that process back moving. Right. And, and, and you and, and, and you and you've said, you know, and one of the things that's interesting about you is you're you know running as a Republican. But on some of these issues, you're very, very, very moderate and centrist. What I would call common sense, you know, what some people would call, you know, uh, uh, moderate or centrist. I just call you you're very common sense. And so in this in this particular issue, the jail, I mean, it's very clear that this is something that you understand is a problem. Well, Paul, I've spent some time uh, making sure I understand the issues. Uh, for instance, John Wetzel, who under both uh, Governor Corbett and Governor Wolf was the head of corrections for the state, and I have spent time together talking specifically about what's going on in the Allegheny County Jail. So I don't come under this from, from a blind perspective. I come in, you know, talking to true experts to understand exactly how you would attack improving uh, the situation at the jail, and as I use the term, fixing the jail. And, and to tie into your point, I'm very much a centrist. Like my, my mission here is to bring practical solutions to the problems that we have in Allegheny County. 
be it the jail, be it public safety in general. Just yesterday, I was on the South Side talking to the owners of businesses on the South Side to understand firsthand what's going on for them and what's causing uh, strife in their community. Uh, and so this is about getting engaged, understanding the problems, and bringing practical solutions that actually can be implemented. This is not about taking you know, flyers on far west ideologies that, that the, you know, that the liberal left want us to go try that haven't worked in places like Oregon and San Francisco. And let's let Allegheny County be the next test case to prove that, you know, drugs for everybody is good and don't arrest anybody is good and no incarceration is good. Those are not the answers to Allegheny County. Practical solutions to the problems that are in front of us are the answers to Allegheny County. Joe, I mean, in this, in this county, um, you have a lot to overcome, don't you? Uh, we certainly do, Paul. Uh, you know, it's a two-to-one Democrat uh, to Republican advantage. But uh, I would say uh, my opponent has a lot to overcome because it's probably a seven or eight-to-one advantage of centrist and moderates to far left inside this county. And so, you know, I'm running as that centrist. I am that moderate. And it's who I am. It's what I represent. And what I have always focused on. And so, you know, what I am, you know, delivering and offering to the county is an opportunity to have, as I said in the prior segment, practical solutions to the problems we have. And we have plenty of them uh, from jobs to public safety to homelessness, et cetera. And, you know, really let's roll up our sleeves and solve the problems. Uh, you know, let's not focus on, you know, whether it's an R or a D. And I, I often tell people, you know, the only R in this race is Rocky. And this is about, you know, the seven or eight, eight to two we have uh, relative to moderates versus uh, far left and far right. Well, uh, we've, you, you've been talking about public safety, and Ralph, I think, has a question for you. Uh, Ralph, um, you're on with Joe Rocky. What do you got? Uh, thanks, Paul, for having me on. It's been a while. Uh, Joe, I want to ask you a question. Uh, they just recently had a summit to discuss uh, a regional juvenile facility. If you were currently county executive or if you get elected and they have another summit, would you participate in that summit? I would absolutely participate in that summit. I think you need to be engaged in part of the solution. And so if there are summits of those nature occurring between now and November 7th when I win the election, it would be great to be part of them and hear what everybody's thinking. Um, I do yeah, believe there needs to be a juvenile detention center. Uh, we need to provide our court system with the opportunity when violent criminals or violent activity occurs to have a place to uh, separate the youth uh, from the environment that led to that action and to give an opportunity for uh, a rehabilitation and an understanding of what's causing that behavior. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, when you, if you get elected, would you be able to consult with the state if you can't get the uh, Schumann Center up and running fast or get involved with the regional thing? Would you consult with the state about using the new or the updated side of Western Penitentiary as an overflow to house juveniles until something is built? Could you do that? Well, uh, let me start with I'd have to fully understand uh, the offer that you're suggesting as being the right answer. But let me answer it more directly. We need to have a juvenile rehabilitation and detention center in Allegheny County. So we would need to move with velocity to actually get it open in whatever 
temporary manner that meant while it might take us a while to actually rehab uh, what used to be Schumann Center or to find a new location. We can't just go waiting uh, a year or two for something to be fixed or built. We have to provide the capability for our courts to have a place to put folks. So I won't comment specifically on what you just offered because I don't know enough about it. But what I will say is, is there needs to be a solution that goes into place soon. Thank you for your uh, thank you for answering my questions, and I will vote for you in the election. Thank All you, right. Paul. Thanks for having me on. All right, Ralph. Uh, appreciate it. Let's go to Ted in Mount Washington. Ted, how you doing? You're on with Joe Rocky. Hey, how you doing, Paul? Great program. Hey, Rock. I'm voting for you because um, I agree with you. Uh, you're the only saver for Allegheny County. Uh, real quick question: Will you get rid of the drink tax <laughs> and also do a properly? Uh, uh, um, uh, property taxes. Will you would you update the property taxes? Yeah. So l- let me start with. I, I think the first thing you have to understand uh, relative to the taxing inside the county is where the revenue is going from those taxes, and making sure that those areas that uh, the the revenue go to are supported in an appropriate manner. My opponent has said that she would do a countywide tax reassessment, and I've been very clear that is not something I would do. Um, What I would do is fix the broken county tax system uh, that for the last six or seven years has treated people inconsistently uh, in how if you move to to, to a new home, uh, how you were treated inconsistently from your neighbors, which is inappropriate for us. It it got so bad it required the courts to step in and force the Fitzgerald administration to make a change to what's called the common level ratio. And so um, what we need to do is figure out what caused those problems and make sure that we're doing the appropriate things uh, inside the taxing system as it is uh, going on today. But I would not, absolutely would not do a countywide reassessment because a countywide reassessment is a stealth way of saying actually raising people's property taxes. And if you raise people's property taxes, the people who are going to be most harmed are the homeowners who are on fixed income and suddenly see their property taxes go up, not just for the county, but attached to that would be the school taxes, which in some instances are two or three times higher than the county taxes. And as those taxes go up, people on fixed income will be forced out of their homes. And that is not what we should be doing to our older residents of Allegheny County. Well, what about the drink tax? A lot of small businesses are hurting. Um, I do appreciate the question on the drink tax. I would have to start by fully understanding where the revenue of the drink tax uh, is spent today and understand how that funding is being utilized. But uh, you are not the first person who has told me that the drink tax is harming our small businesses. So I will absolutely dig into it. And the next time I'm on with Paul, I'll have an answer for you. Thank you. All right, Teddy. Well, we're uh, on with Joe Rocky, 866-391-1020 if you want to talk to him. Uh, let's give Russ and Carnegie. What do you got, Russ? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Mr. Rocky, it's, uh, you're really a breath of fresh air. I'm, I'm actually a construct union construction worker and I appreciate the fact you're a union supporter, but what I really wanted to talk about, Paul was talking earlier about this, the fact that Orlando Harper has decided to retire. Was it the end of September effective then? I believe. Yeah, September 29th. Okay. So I guess, and I hope, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I hope you agree that regardless of whether you or Ms. Amarato wins the election, the next county executive should be the person 
who would appoint who would make that appointment because if I'm not if I'm if I'm not wrong, if Fitzgerald would appoint someone before he went out in January, that could just be redone. Am I not mistaken there? Am I accurate? I don't know if it could be redone uh, if if the current administration uh, picks the warden. But since the current administration is leaving office, I think it's only appropriate that the next administration be the one who finalize the decision on who the new warden would be. Um, having said that, you heard in the newscast that it took over a year to find the last warden. And so getting the process started, I totally support that the current administration needs to get the ball moving and uh, start to get viable candidates lined up to be be talked to and met and to figure out who the right leader is of what is truly a broken jail uh, that, that needs fixed. And if you, you look at my public safety plan, one of the five points is to fix the, the jail, and it absolutely needs to be addressed. But I don't want to miss the point that uh, you thanked me for being a union supporter, and I, I do want to say... Um, I do believe that the unions are the backbone of our economy here in Western Pennsylvania. I've spent time with the trades uh, as recently as this morning, and it is imperative that we support our trade unions and what they do uh, to build our cities and and to make us a strong economic environment. Uh, you know, they pay fair wages. They have people who work for them who have a wage that allows them to raise a family. My father was a union member for the UAW, and I could not be prouder of the fact that uh, the unions in Western Pennsylvania are starting to stand behind me. And I know my father, who passed away in 2003, is quite proud to walk around heaven saying, hey, my son is supported by the unions. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate your comments. Thanks for taking my call. All right, Russ. I mean... You know, a lot of the things with respect to the jail, you you were uh, yesterday in the South Side, uh, walking in the South Side, talking to business owners, talking about, um, you know, how, how the crime, you know, and uh, what's going on down there is affecting their business. Uh, what did you find out about that? And, and, and you talked, you've talked about um, trying to increase law enforcement in some in some respects around the county but i mean this is obviously something that you have uh, have really tried to um sort of get a real good idea of what needs to be done yeah so i, I think paul the, the most important thing for anyone who's trying to bring change or trying to improve things is to take the time to understand and to not just draw your own conclusions, but to gather insights from others around you to build to a proper consensus to improve the environment. And so what I did yesterday was I met with owners of businesses on the south side. I walked down the street and saw buildings that are burnt out that aren't being uh, you know, rehabbed simply because there's 20% vacancy on the south side. And there's 20% vacancy because the businesses that are open are operating at 30 or 40% of the revenue that they had pre-pandemic. And that's happening because people don't feel safe walking up and down the south side the south side is a beautiful part of our community it is a destination for people who come and visit and it will not be that if we have on friday saturday and sundays and and other nights you know people on the streets who aren't even going in and out of 
the establishments. What people told me last night or yesterday was, you know, this is mostly juveniles on the south side, you know, crowding the streets. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, this is people's opinion, but drinking and doing drugs, even though they're underage. And what we heard was that, you know, the police have been showing a presence over the last four weeks. It's had an impact. Um, but to make it work and to truly get the South Side back to where it needs to be to support our city, um, we need to have a sustained presence and we need to have, uh, you know, people feel comfortable and safe to be able to return and go to the businesses the way they used to. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting you said this, that there's a lot of people down there in the streets, but they're not going into the bars. And so, you know, that, and that's a problem for the people that are running businesses because obviously you want to get them into the establishments. Uh, but 30 to 40% of what they used to make before the pandemic, that's, I mean, how do you even sustain yourself there? Well, that's exactly right. And if people don't feel safe, they're not going to come back uh, to the environment. The other thing is, is, you know, it's a 20% vacancy rate on the south side at this point. And pre-pandemic, you know, there was about a 5% vacancy rate of the storefronts. And by the way, 5% is kind of normal in retail. You have a natural transition of stores opening and closing. But 20% makes it very difficult. So, you know, there's there's three buildings over there that have had fires in them that aren't even being rehabilitated simply because why would you rehabilitate it when there's five other open stores down the street from you? Yeah, that's true. I think one of the things uh, you said, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about the service, uh, the services of certain communities that are combining, you know, and I think Terenum and uh, Brackenridge, maybe I think there's police forces have sort of, you know, combined and there's a number of other places where you just can't sustain it in one place or the other. Uh, and that's something else you've talked about. I know the whole idea of perhaps either helping that that kind of thing happen or increasing county police so that you can offer help for some of these smaller communities that can't sustain their own police force. Yeah, so, so Paul, one of the things in our public safety plan is we've indicated we would increase the county police force by 10%. And one of the reasons to do that is to provide the resources to those smaller municipalities and, quite frankly, to the city of Pittsburgh when it needs it because it's down 100 officers over what's budgeted. Um, and so... Uh, to have resources, the county is able to hire police officers. Mm -hmm. They do pay better than most of the other uh, municipalities in the region. Um, and those officers uh, and the county executive is responsible for safety of every county individual, yeah. not just one part or another. And so, you know, providing the resources and allowing the municipalities to lean into the county when they need support because their police force is struggling or, or doesn't have sufficient resources for right. a particular situation is exactly what we want to have available to them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So that's 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 a big thing when you, when you think about uh, um, the service, the, you know, services like that combining and, and all that other stuff. It is important to get that um, people have been wanting to, to talk to him. Bill, in the north side, you're on with Joe. How you doing? Oh, hey, Joe. Good, good. Joe, um, I was glad, but I wasn't totally surprised that the unions, the trade unions, endorsed you. After looking at her policies, um, yeah, she, well, well, she's Bill, more of a San Bill, not, not to interrupt you, uh, not all the trade unions have, although we're working on that. Okay. Well, the majority, I was glad some of them anyway. Yes, um, but she's a, she's not a Pittsburgh Democrat. She's a San Francisco Democrat. And we can see what's happening to San Francisco with how that city has gone down. So, uh, and everyone I know is voting for you because of her policies. She's far left. She's not a, a middle of the road Pittsburgh Democrat. So, 
Well, well, Bill, if I could just say a a couple things here real quick. First off, as a kid who grew up on the north side and spent my first 28 years on the north side uh, up by Perry High School and Riverview Park, uh, one of the things that would make me really proud is that I actually win the north side uh, because I am a north sider (laughs) truly at heart. Uh, So spread the word uh, there uh, to my my former neighbors uh, about the importance of this election and the importance of of jobs in this election. Uh, you know, this is really a turning point for the county. The onshoring of business is in front of us, and Allegheny County has to participate in that. And if we do not go out and sell ourselves and sell this county to the corporations that are onshoring and we miss the opportunity, we will never get it back. Those jobs will go to Ohio, those jobs will go to to Kentucky or, or Maryland, and they'll be there for 30 years. And our children and our grandchildren will miss the opportunity to be part of those organizations. And it's imperative that we have the right leadership outselling our county and doing it in a manner that will bring business to Allegheny County. Very good. Well, your sign will be in all the yards, everyone. I know. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Bill. Um, you know, that's a, he brought up an interesting issue, the, uh, the sign issue, you know, the signs and commercials and all that stuff. And that takes money. You know, and so um, it can be difficult in this <laughs> climate in this county because of, you know, like you said, the registration numbers and stuff for a Republican to raise money. But uh, so, A, I mean, are, are you on pace like you would like to be? And B, uh, are you getting any help from national or state Republicans? Because I'm quite sure that your opponent will be getting help from outside the county, correct? Yeah, so, Paul, first off, I, we believe our opponent, as she did in the primary, will get more than 50% of her funding from outside the county. Uh, Dugan, in the DA race, got almost 100% of his funding from outside the county. That is people with far-left views forcing their ideology into Allegheny County, which is inappropriate. The vast majority of the dollars that support me will come from Allegheny County. And so, uh, yes, we are doing well in our fundraising efforts. Uh, And to answer your specific question, there is some statewide money coming in to bring out the vote um, in Allegheny County, uh, which is important uh, for this election and beyond. Because, as you know, uh, there has been a limited amount of participation in the mail-in ballot process. And it is important that, you know, we build up that resource inside the county uh, to get to the point where, you know, everyone has the opportunity of participating in mail-in ballots in an effective manner. Yeah, I mean, your background is in business. Obviously, I, I, I was I was thinking about you, the, I think it was this morning when I read, PNC is actually going to require its workers to, you know, its employees to come into work, what, two or three days a week now. So that's, I mean, stuff like that, I mean, that that should help downtown a little bit, just having actual people coming back to work. Yeah, it's imp- I won't speak on right, PNC's right. behalf any longer because I retired in September of last year. <laughs> but having said that— Well, I just um, meant they're, they're a very the, big—but they're not the only one. But they're a very big corporation that is having people come back to work. That has to help. Yeah, it, it definitely helps. Um, we need people uh, in our businesses. We need, uh, you know, visiting the shops in downtown and beyond. Uh, we need people to come back to work just to bring back the transit system. The transit mm. system, which uh, is leveraging— pandemic funding to support the fact that ridership is so low um you know we that 
pandemic funding runs out here shortly, and it's imperative that we get people back using those services so that we can continue them. Now, transit is critically important to many people in our county. It's a service that has to exist, but we have to have people using it. And one of the ways to make that come to life is to actually have people go back to work in town. It, you know, as a, I'm not saying they're not working, but have people going to the office is imperative to bring the city life back. Yeah. There's no question about it. I mean, I think those are all really important uh, aspects of it. And, of course, you, you've you been a, 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 a really outspoken in terms of wanting business, you know, and, and how, you know, wanting to attract business to Allegheny County. I think, if, in fact, is it, isn't, it, isn't it you that said basically – uh, you want to meet with 100 CEOs or something like that? It's exactly. The commitment I've made is in my first year, I will visit 100 companies and talk executive to executive about the advantages of doing business in Allegheny County. And I, you know, we know the companies that are looking at onshoring, so we know the right ones to go knock on the door of. We also know the companies on the West Coast who are being rationed water, mm-hmm. uh, who are going to look as they think about expanding their business. They're not going to do it in California if they're being told in August and September, you have no water, you can't run your plant. They're going to look to places where they can actually expand their business and have it operate 12 months a year. And so we have ample opportunity to bring business to Allegheny County. we got to go sell the county on to those businesses because, believe me, Ohio's selling itself, Maryland's selling itself, et cetera. we got to sell harder, and we got to sell uh, the real strategic advantages of being here. Joe, I know you're very, very busy, so I appreciate you, you know, stopping by, and, and, and I always appreciate uh, your comments and hopefully, uh, you know, listeners – uh, appreciated what you have to say as well. So uh, thank you so much, and, and hopefully we can do it again, you know, in, in the near future. Thank you, Paul. Call me anytime. All right. That's Joe Rocky running for county exec.